Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. the first week of July, and we have also reached Friday, more importantly, as I like to call it, my two favorite syllables, Fri-yay. I think that's two syllables. Hopefully my second grade English teacher is not mad at me. But the point is it's Friday and I'm excited, and hopefully you are too. And we are going to talk about number 13 on our top 25 bangles for 2023 on our list, and that is a guy who I'm actually... Really excited to talk about, not just for uh, on-field reasons, but for off-field reasons. And that is Mike Hilton, uh, the Bengals' nickel cornerback, who you could maybe, I mean, potentially say is one of the best slot corners in the NFL. We're going to talk about how much truth there is to the weight of that statement, why there is or isn't, and where he sits in respect to the rest of our list. But we're going to dive right in. Welcome into another Friday Top 25 edition of the Strictly Strikes podcast, Muhammad Ahmad. And Andrew Gillis here with you to keep things rolling to end the week. And you know what's really been keeping us rolling is our Bengals fan responses. We read two responses this week. One of them was a passionate fan named Sean from England. Another one was a very interestingly passionate passionate fan in North Carolina named Shaquille Miller, uh, who I really think we might have on this podcast one day. Don't hold me to it. So make sure you submit a response that tops that, if not better, if you want to be on this podcast on top of all of that, tell us why you became a Bengals fan by emailing us at stripes at cleveland.com. Or if it's easier, go to strictlystripes.com and fill out the form at the link at the top of the page that you see. It's very obvious once you open the page up. Mike Hilton. So I am excited for this. You know, I don't even want to get into the on the field part. I am just so excited to talk about this because of the off the field part. But we're going to get to the on field part too because otherwise he wouldn't even be on this list, right? Mike Hilton. Listen, as as a fellow member of the Bengals media, and Andrew, you would agree with me on this too. And I think a lot of other reporters would agree with this. There is no shortage of electric sound bites from Mike Hilton. You could ask him about his favorite ice cream. You could ask him about his favorite tackle, or better yet, ask him about his favorite team he wants to play, which you guys know what I'm getting at here. And he will give us a lot to write about, even on a rainy day. So I honestly, people listening can laugh when I say this. That's a big reason why he is where, where he is on the list. I mean, personally, as I'm looking at him, I had him at 15. So first of all, shame on me. I should have had him a little bit higher. But I mean, 15 is pretty good. He's been at 13, uh, ultimately. Andrew, you had him at 8. So I know it's an outlier, but honestly, that's a good outlier. Like, I actually think now 
as we've gone through this list, I would have much rather had him like eight through thirteen. I think Mike had him at. Huh, I had him at well, twenty. Yeah, that, so that that's the real outlier. I should I stay corrected on that. Yours wasn't an outlier. His was, um, and I wish Mike was here to talk about that. Obviously, he's not here, but um, I think yeah, maybe in that sense, thirteen is a good spot. But you had him at eight. I stand corrected to think eight, nine, ten would have been better. But I just have to ask you, how much of him being a friendly member to the media, how much did that factor into putting that number eight? Zero. Um, really? Yeah, okay, I mean, okay, fair enough. I respect yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, he, I, I mean, hell, I would have put the, you know, the world's largest asshole at number eight if he was, if he deserved <laughs> it. Um, you know, Mike, Mike is, uh, is obviously really, really good to the media, but um, you know, and, and obviously we respect that and we appreciate that. But, you know, for, for Mike, the reason I had him in eight is, you know, I watched, there, there were some games last year where you watch him play and there are moments that you can just feel in a game when a guy takes a game over or a guy, you know, makes a play that truly matters or, you know, does something significant that changed. And I remember there was a drive against Buffalo in that playoff game in the snow where I watched like Mike Hilton was all over the field. He was in Josh Allen's grill. He was running down tight ends. He was making plays in the pass game. He was making tackles. Like Mike did a really good job. I thought in that game of just elevating the entire defense. And when you have a guy like that, who can move around and play kind of a Swiss army knife of, you know, he can play in the run, he can play the run game. He can blitz the quarterback. He can play in the, in, in coverage. Like, that's that's really unique and yeah you know i know that you know whenever they would play teams like the ravens or teams that you know would try to try to run the ball they would take mike off the field uh just because he is smaller he's only five foot nine but i mean hey it, don't call him small. i'm five foot nine you hurt my feelings yeah well he's mike hilton small for an nfl guy you kidding. also don't play in the he's... nfl um but uh it might what is five i think five nine one eighty four and like yeah i mean yeah. but when he when he brings i mean i i think you know somebody somebody asked him a question in tennessee like about tackling derrick henry and mentioned you know how did you trip him up and he goes no 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 i didn't trip him up i brought him down like i stuck him like that mike hilton just kind of has this confidence that's infectious and i mean he's he's a really 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 key member to this defense and I think that it's easy to overlook Mike, but I mean, to me, he's an integral part of the unit. And I mean, when he's not on the field, you, you really feel it. You know, the crazy thing too, I think sometimes people forget this, like because of how good he is, he was undrafted. Like, I mean, being on, listen, to make the NFL, I don't care what position you play to make the NFL as an undrafted player. That's tough. That's built different, but to make it to the NFL and do as well as he's done. I, I think he really should get more credit. And that's why, like like I said, when you had him at eight, I really think you knew what you were doing. And again, like I, I, when I made this list, my mind was so fickle. We're, you know, we're so fickle when it comes to our opinions. I don't think it's so much that I put him at uh, 15 because I didn't think he deserved to be higher. I just thought that, and again, I know this is, goes back to the whole like positional value versus overall talent and value. I just think that the Bengals' depth on, like, so many other spots was so good that I was like, I, I want to squeeze in Mike Hilton, but I can't. Like, And, again, it's kind of funny because I had Evan McPherson above him. I had Chidobe Awuzie above him. I had Cordell Volson above him. 
Um, you know, and again, like in the end, Volson ended up being below him. McPherson ended up being below him. Awuzier is higher. I won't give away Awuzier's spot. And Awuzier is on this list, obviously. It makes sense to have Awuzier above him, of course. I mean, I'm not going to disregard that. But yeah, I, I'm just like, you know, Evan McPherson, amazing leg, amazing kicker. Probably shouldn't put him above my Hilton. Same with Cordell Volson. He's, he's growing into his own as a true glass eater, as Frank Pollock would put it. But to say that he has done more and brings more than Mike Hilton, that's... I mean, even though this is an offense-defense, apples and oranges comparison, I think it's an apple-oranges comparison that you, you can make in favor of Mike Hilton. So I, I say this to humble myself because um, I'm not perfect. And sometimes we have to humble ourselves when we think about where we could have been right, could have been wrong. And I think where I was wrong is I did not have Mike Hilton high enough. Um, maybe eight is, I don't know if I'd put him at eight, eight, because that's like at that point, you're, and I don't want to give any names away, but you're, you're really opening up a deeper debate, which I guess we'll get to later when we talk about other guys on the list who are actually at number seven, number eight, and number nine, number 10. Um, but yeah, I think 10 to 13 is a safe range. Like if you had him at 10, 11, 12, I'd say, yep, with you all the way, hundred percent. But I want to get to the, the, the bigger question because I think we, we have a, a pretty good idea of like who he is and who he isn't. But is he maybe the best slot corner in the National Football League right now? He's one of them. Um, you know, I it, it's hard to say, um, you know, because there are teams, you know, I know the Ravens have like moved Marlon Humphrey into the slot at times. And, you know, there's not really like a designation per se for, yeah. okay, who plays in the slot and who doesn't. Um, but I mean, for me, I, I have no qualms at all with saying, you know, Mike Hilton is one of the best slot corners in the league. Just, you know, there are so many good corners in this, in this sport now. Um, you know, and it, and it, and it's a little bit hard to differentiate, but he, I think one of them is, is totally fair to say, I don't want to go any further than that, but I think, I think that that's, uh, you know, I mean, having him on, on the roster is, is significant. You know, Louis Aruma has a lot of favorites. Eli Apple is one of his favorites. Sam Hubbard is one of his favorites. Uh, and Mike Hilton's on that list, too. And, of course, Lou's somewhat biased. I mean, he said himself, like, he loves his nickels. He loves his corners. He loves his uh, edge rushers, you know. And, of course, it's not like Anaruma doesn't utilize Logan Wilson or Jermaine Pratt or DJ Reader. I mean, look at how good those guys are. There's a reason why we're, we've literally been talking nonstop this offseason about giving those guys extensions. But, I mean... Don't overlook Mike Hilton, though. Like, there's a reason why Lou Anirmo loves his corners, because when you use Mike Hilton the way you do, I mean, it's just remarkable. Like, part of why I asked if he's the best slot corner in the league is how many slot corners? Like, forget about the 5'9". Thanks for insulting me, by the way. Forget about the 5'9 size metric. How many slot corners get to a quarterback like Josh Allen, who's 6'5"? How many of them can rush the passer like he did in Tennessee in the playoffs last year, rush the passer, tip the ball, and pick it off like he did on Ryan Tannehill uh, in Nashville last year in January. I mean, how many guys can do all of that and still play really solid coverage with the size and gifts and attributes they have? And then look in front of the camera and say, I'm going to bring out my, my impersonation here. We'll see y'all at Burrowhead. That probably wasn't the best. Mike Hilton, please don't come after me in training camp. I'm sorry. Um, in all seriousness, I think that's why he's so special. And it's even more special doing it as an undrafted guy. And so, 
you know, he's on like what? He's a, I'm trying to think. He signed in 2021. He's on a four-year deal. So he's got about two years left in Cincinnati. Um, after this year, technically, he'll, he'll actually go into a uh, contract year. So, um, you know, it, it's coming and he's going to be 30 next year. So I don't want to speculate beyond, oh, are they going to keep him or not? Because, I mean, that is a whole other discussion because obviously, you know, he's he's still sticking around. But what I'm getting at is, you know, this is the hard part I want to talk about, but like we talked about it with Ted Karras. We've talked about it with other guys like BJ Hill. We'll talk about it with other guys like DJ Reader and uh, other veteran players. You know, do you maybe have a concern that if not this year, after next year, like he might start to level off in his play a little bit just based on age? Well, I mean, I think you kind of have that concern with anybody that's kind of near that near that age, but I don't know if you have to necessarily concern yourself with it at this point. I think that's, that's just something you kind of keep on the horizon, but yeah, I mean, I, I, the age is, is something that happens quick in the NFL. I mean, we talk about Joe Mixon, like he's a grandpa and he's 27. Um, you know, so there is, and I know he plays running back, but like, you know, there are just positions that, that kind of wear out quickly. So I, I don't know if it's something you can worry about. Um, you know, I think you need maybe next off season, you start to because Mike would be entering the last year of a deal, but but for now I'm for now I'm done. I, I you know I think um, you know I think that um, you know I, I'm when I say I'm done I mean I think that I would look at uh, Mike and be like yeah I'm I'm cool I, I I no concerns I'm I'm fine no worries. Yeah, definitely. No, I I think that's the uh, best way to look at it. I think that's yeah, it's a fair assessment. Um, and I know I kind of looked at like other guys on the list below him and guys who are above him without giving their spots away. Like, I think it's fair to say, yeah, above Joe Mixon, no problem. Above Jonah Williams, no problem. Like, I don't, I don't look at any guy beneath him from 14 through 25 and say, eh, I think, you know, Nick Scott is more important than Mike Hilton, or I think Irv Smith Jr. is more important than Mike Hilton. Now, if we're talking about roles, that's different. But we're talking about overall value and overall talent. And, of course, the role is factored into it. But, you know, it's the cornucopia of all those things. And I don't think there's anybody where it's just like, yeah, I really would put somebody above Mike Hilton. Like, I know I had said otherwise with my initial list, but, like, that was wrong. I humbled myself and said that could have been better. And the way to make it better is where we have him right now at number 13. So... Yeah, I just think, you know, he's going to have a great year next year. And, you know, they're going to really need him, really need him because Jesse Bates and Von Bell, I mean, they're long gone, but you have to hope that the red zone efficiency they left behind is not long gone because those guys engineered one of the best red zone defenses in the National Football League, one of the best, if not the best, in the AFC. And we saw that with the Hubbard yard dash and what led to that um, and every other play before that that got the Bengals to the AFC championship game. But Mike Hilton is going to be instrumental to keeping the Bengals uh, with an efficient red zone defense because when you got Jordan Battle and Nick Scott and Dak still playing together for the first time ever, like basically where the Bengals' offensive line was last year is pretty much where the Bengals' secondary is this season. You're going to need all the help you can get. So Mike Hilton's going to be very valuable. Stay with us. We are going to wrap up our discussion uh, on the – uh, ranking of Mike Hillen and where we are at the halfway point on this list, because I guess number 13 is technically halfway. We're going to assess where things stand halfway on our list when we return right here on the Strict Strikes podcast.
Thanks for staying with us on the Strictly Stripes podcast. Talked about our favorite, I shouldn't say favorite, my, one of my favorites, Mike Hilton, uh, who's a pleasure and a treat to talk about and talk to. Number 13 on our list. Before we kind of reassess where the list is at right now, make sure you sign up for our Strictly Stripes newsletter by going to cleveland.com slash newsletters to sign up. It's free and it's easy and it takes minutes to sign up. And on top of that, we want to remind you guys to sign up for our Cincinnati Football Insider Service. Forget about Twitter. Forget about threads. Forget about Mastodon, Blue Sky, any junky social media outlet you can think of. Forget about all of that. I mean, all of that. Come to the dark side. I mean, the bright side. And sign up by texting us at 513. Uh, actually, hold that thought. I'm going to pull the number up. Uh, it is a 513 number. Uh, 513-949-4147. Again, that's 513-949-4147. We text you every day things you need to know in training camp, leading into training camp, and it's a two-week free trial to start. So make sure you sign up. So, Andrew, I guess uh, we don't have a number 12 and a half player on the list. So I guess with a top 25, we can make 13 or 12 the de facto midway point. But it's Friday, so I'm going to act like we're at the midway point before we kind of wrap up the week. I was saying with Mike Hilton before we went into the break, I don't think there's a guy that we already have like 14 through 25, or I'd say, yeah, you need to put that person above Mike Hilton. Like he is in the right spot. I mean, even if you want to put him at 11 or 12, that's fine because anybody below him at, you know, 12, 13, 14 would probably be rightfully below him. And though I asked you and uh, Mike this a while back when Mike was with us, I know I asked you kind of after we got to the first week of our, top 25 rankings, how you felt. How do you feel, literally, how do you feel, sir, about where we are on the top 25 list right now? Well, in re- in regards to Mike Hilton, you know, I would have I had him higher up on the list. You know, obviously, my list, I had him as the, let's see, I had him as the one, two, wait, uh, reading the wrong list. Uh, I had him one, two, three. I had him third uh, on the defense. Um, you know, our overall rankings had him one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh on the defense with, uh, that's a slight, uh, spoiler alert, but you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I would have moved Mike up a little bit. I think he, he is in terms of kind of what he does. I'm, I'm really, I, you know, Mike is just a really stellar football player. Um, you know, Jermaine Pratt had a great year last year. Uh, Sam Hubbard obviously, you know, was, you know, uh, you know, kind of did the same thing and, you know, you can expect, you know, just, he's the model of consistency in my view on that defense. And, you know, Logan Wilson was really good. I just think Mike kind of brings you something different and something unique that, you know, not many other teams have. So, you know, I put, put Mike higher, um, the list so far to me is fine. I, I think Mike is probably the biggest discrepancy that I've had in kind of where, where somebody yeah. up. So. Yeah, and I mean, I know this is tough because, like, Mike Nizek's not with us, but when he made his list, I mean, he had him at 20. Like, the rest of his list is pretty interesting. I mean, he had Ted Karras at um, number 13, and he had Joe Mixon at 14. So, I mean, some of the guys that we had on the list that are like, what, Mixon was 17, Karras was 15, he had those guys higher. Like, 
it, it's almost like, yeah, Mike had guys that I think were too high on the list that shouldn't have been high and guys that were too low that shouldn't have been low. And I, I think, yeah, Mike Hilton is one of those guys. As far as, like, what we have on our list in terms of, like, okay, are some guys ranked too high or too low? I, no, I think McPherson's good. Mixon's good. You can maybe make a case for – I don't know. I think Cam Taylor Britt could be higher. Like, do you put him higher than Evan McPherson? I don't know. I know we talked about that a little bit, but I still think you could switch places. Like, I don't know. I'm not trying to be hard on Evan McPherson, and I don't want to bring out the whole, oh, special teams doesn't matter. But I could have seen us putting, you know, Cam Taylor Britt at 16 and putting Evan McPherson at 17 or 18. And – no disrespect to Joe Mixon, I could have seen Joe Mixon being at like nineteen or twenty. Like now that we have what we have and we know what we know, would you have seen yourself ranking Joe Mixon and Evan McPherson lower than we had him on the list? Because those are two names that I'm just like, yeah, maybe we showed them a little too much love, and I think they could be shown. I yeah, they shown a little less love. But McPherson, what do you think? I think you know, I, maybe you could move him down a little bit. I'm cool with Mixon, kind of where he was. Um, I, I haven't really wavered in in my my rankings with the exception of like I just mentioned McPherson, I think that um, you know, I, I would have, you know, probably had Cam Taylor Britt and Cordell and Jonah ahead of him. But aside from that, I I feel pretty okay about it. Yeah, I think it's it's not a bad list by any means. I, I think overall, like our list is very, if not more than reasonable. Um yeah, it's just, you know, I I just kind of took stock looking at where we had, you know, thirteen through twenty five and thought, um what could be better and what can't be better? Because there's always room to grow. Uh, I do want to wrap up with this, just because we're talking about Mike Hill and it's his podcast. So we all know the infamous Burrowhead comment that literally set the sports media world ablaze and gave us a lot of fun things to write about. What is the best non-Burrowhead comment you've heard Mike Hilton make since you've interviewed him as a member of the Bengals media? Oh, God. I don't know if I have one off the top of my head. I'm trying to think. Cause there's a, there's a bunch, like he said a lot of stuff. Oh, there was one time. So this was ahead of the uh, Buffalo game. And I was asking him about kind of the red zone defense and what goes into their red zone defense. And uh, he was telling me when he was like talking about the, you know, after he answered the question, I asked him, he was like, you know, he told Louis Naruma Lou in, in terms of the uh, second half game against Baltimore, second half of the game against Baltimore in the playoffs. He's like, Lou, you're putting me back in the game. Like, just the way he was so assertive, like, Lou, I'm going back in the game. I'm going back in there. I also like how he said, oh, yeah, Chiefs-Bengals, week one opener, week one opener. And, of course, that wasn't the case. It's going to be Lions-Chiefs, and the Bengals are going to play on New Year's Eve instead, which I still think worked out for the better. Like, I actually think Bengals-Chiefs week 17 is going to be a banger. But, I mean, just the, like, like, like he's very confident when he says, confident when talking about Lou, even jokingly. Confident about just uh, his love of the Bengals-Chiefs rivalry. I mean, like, let's be honest. Let's be fair here. We could talk about Jamar Chase saying Pat who and Joe Bro conceding Pat Mahomes is the best player in the league, which you and I unanimously agree on. But, like, I really, 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 really believe most of the rivalry started with Mike Hillen. I think if he didn't say Burrowhead, I don't think this is a rivalry. I mean, no, that, what, I, what did see, you? That's wrong. See, that's that's one hundred percent wrong. This, this is not a trash in, trash talking rivalry. Trash talking rivalry. Yeah, but I, I don't care about that. You still play in two back to back AFC Championship games. Somebody's gonna say some shit. You know, somebody's gonna say some stuff at some point that is gonna make people upset. 
Um, you know, you you had what did uh what did uh was it was it Willie Gay who said nothing impresses me about their offense? Uh, but that was had, after Burrowhead. That was after they heard the Burrowhead comments. Yeah, but I don't. I mean, maybe that's related, but I mean, it wasn't like a direct response. Like Chris Jones, yeah, that thing was Burrowhead. You know, that yeah, he was, took that personal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a that was a direct correlation. But you've got that. Um, I'm trying to think. There was another one. Um, Justin Reed. Yeah, Justin oh, Reed. 80, yeah, 85, Justin Reed. 88. Uh, does I mean? Does the mayor of Cincinnati still release that statement without the Burrowhead comment? I mean, maybe. I don't know. I so, don't like, know. I, 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 I don't like, know. I, there, this would still be a major, major rivalry, and it would still be a huge deal across the league, even if, um, even if uh, you know, Mike Hilton never said that. So, oh, no denying that. No denying that. I mean, this is. I mean, bro, back-to-back AFC Championship games. All four of your matchups in two years divided, decided by a field goal, like where it literally came down to the last drive of every game you've played. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. I meant to clarify that. Would this rivalry be as talked about? Like, it's going to be talked about. It's, it's going to make headlines. There's going to be stuff for us to write about. But Mike Hilton saying Burrowhead, how much of like a war does that create? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Because like you said, somebody's going to say something, whether it's, I don't know, Jamar Chase uh dj reader i'm just throwing names out i'm not accusing him of anything like someone's gonna say something i mean like jamar chase said pat who so who knows maybe you know michael keeps his mouth shut in january and then we wait for jamar chase to come out and say pat who and then travis kelsey gets off his rocker on the new heights podcast and then that gives me more stuff to talk about and then you've got well i guess you have tyler boyd too saying ha ha we want up to y'all so it probably wouldn't have been jamar chase it probably would have been tyler boyd saying ha 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 we want up to y'all which was funny because he had like his his sinister sunglasses on when he said it. The point is, I love the Bengals Chiefs rivalry. E- even as a non-Bengals reporter, like I think it's one of the best, one of the if not the best rivalry in the NFL right now. Um, but you know, we're talking about Mike Hill, and I I, ha- I had to bring that up, Andrew. I I know it's Friday. We want to get our weekend started. I had to bring the. I'm gonna get this wrong. Is it the cat out of the bag? The cat out of the hat? What is what is the saying? What? I had to basically bring it out. I had to, I had to bring, <laughs> I had to bring the uh, bird. Well, okay, okay. So first off, it's the cats out of the bag. Cats um, out of the bag. Cats out of the bag. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. I'm not as cultured as you. Forgive me. I had to bring that cat out of the bag. We're gonna bring more cats out of the bag next week. Sort of. We're actually gonna have some special editions. Emphasis on editions, plural. Special edition crossovers with the Orange and Brown Talk crew. Because guess what? They need stuff to talk about too, just like us. And we're going to change it up. But don't worry. We will still pick back up with our top 25 discussions next week. So make sure you stay tuned with that. We'll have all of our posts coming up here on our website. And we hope you stay along with us. Once again, for myself and Andrew, I'm Muhammad Ahmad. Enjoy your weekend. See you Monday.